you just end up with basically the core of what a website is, which is a bunch of files that you can go visit somewhere. And the only piece it's missing is letting you reach for those client-side interactions with React, Vue, Svelte, or other common frameworks, uh, and also live reloading your styles in a nicer way. So that is why we're sort of bringing Vite into the equation to take those 11 sites and do a lot more with them if you want to reach for that kind of capability. Hey, this is Brian, and you're listening to Jamstack Radio, a bi-weekly series where we discuss the Jamstack, a new way of building websites and apps that are fast, secure, and simple to work with. Jamstack Radio is brought to you by Heavybit, a program dedicated to helping startups take their developer products to market. For more information, visit heavybit.com. If you're interested in being a guest on the show, or if you'd like to suggest a topic, find us on Twitter at Jamstack Radio. Welcome to another installment of Jamstack Radio. On the line, we've got the one and only Ben Holmes. Uh, ben, I assume there's, you're the only one. I, I don't know if there's any other Bens out there. There are two one-syllable names. I there, There's probably a few more out there. There's uh, actually just went to Svelte Summit recently, and there were four Bens at the event. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, you gotta you gotta use a, a different moniker like B Holmes. B Holmes. Or, uh, I'll be homie. <laughs> yep. Some some have shortened it to Bolmes. I'll take it. <laughs> Excellent. Well, why don't you introduce yourself to the podcast? Uh, tell us who you are and why you're here. Yeah, I am Ben Holmes. I am a, I guess, full stack developer, but I focus mostly on front end and all tools on the web. Been experimenting with every framework that looks shiny under the sun. And uh, I'm here because I've started my first foray into open source called Slickity, which is a little project to extend your 11D projects to do all sorts of Vite-powered JavaScript things on the Jamstack. I'm sure we'll get into all those buzzwords in a bit. Yeah, I mean, so a uh, friend of the podcast, uh, AJC Web Dev, Anthony himself, uh, who's been on previously talking about Redwood, yeah. uh, he's the one who introduced me to, to Slickity by just basically telling me every time I want to build a small little front-end website that Slinkity would be perfect for this. And eventually, I built something with Slinkity. Uh, but can you go into a little more detail of what is Slinkity? Like, what are we talking about when you're saying you're using Vite and uh, 11D? Like, those are terms that have come up, but yeah. actually both projects that have not been represented on a podcast yet. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, well, Vite has definitely been, like, the talk of the town as of late, if you've been... Uh, sort of looking into the underpinnings of a lot of like fancy Jamstack tools coming out, like SvelteKit and Astro, yeah. and uh, I'm sure a few others. But those are the major ones that I've seen. And Vite, in short, is a very powerful bundler that manages both bundling your JavaScript, but also the web server behind it. So when you're in development and you're debugging things, Vite is also managing that dev server and sending live updates over to that page so you can see like changes to your CSS or to your React components without even refreshing the page. You just see that result immediately, even with your state preserved. If you're using state hooks, it's a lot of cool stuff now that they control both the server and the bundling itself. It uses ES build, which means it's a much faster build tool as well. That's a build tool using Golang, which is a very fast programming language. And we bolted all of that fancy bundling onto 11D in order to add a lot of sh superpowers to the HTML and CSS that you write. So I guess I started with uh, the punchline, but walking backwards to like, what even is 11D to start with? Uh, that is a very simple static site generator 
that lets you start with just basic templating using uh, Markdown or HTML or crowd favorites. You can also use sort of old school templating languages like Nunjux or Liquid Syntax. If you're in the Shopify sphere, you might have seen that templating language before. And then it gives you a lot of helpers to fetch data from somewhere because the point of Jamstack is fetching data from a source and then rolling it into a live website. So that's what it helps you with. And then on the other side, it gives you a nice uh, multi-page app, as it's called, because it's just a bunch of HTML pages with some CSS sort of pasted on using style sheet links. And you just end up with basically the core of what a website is, which is a bunch of files that you can go visit somewhere. And the only piece it's missing is letting you reach for those client-side interactions with React, Vue, Svelte, or other common frameworks, uh, and also live reloading your styles in a nicer way. So that is why we're sort of bringing Vite into the equation to take those 11 sites and do a lot more with them if you want to reach for that kind of capability. Okay, excellent. Yeah, and this is uh, all stuff that I've been sort of paying attention to for the past, uh, it seems like a couple months, but it's maybe a little bit more than a couple at this point. And uh, I just want to also mention in passing, I mentioned the Redwood episode with Anthony, it was episode 66. And then uh, before it was Astro, it was Snowpack. Fred was actually on here to talk about Snowpack and the, the sort of Pika libraries, which I think they've now moved to the umbrella is now Astro. Uh, that was episode 55. So mm. speaking of back then, I'm curious, what got you into this sort of space and like why 11D? Why take Veet and make a Slinkity project? Yeah, I mean, it all started during, honestly, the outset of 2020, when, of course, I was sort of set to go out and uh, start my first full-time job out of college. And then things happened and uh, ended up stuck at home for longer than expected, so started experimenting with a lot of things. And uh, at the time, I was just trying to like rewrite my personal site, and I said, uh, you are not allowed to use any frameworks or libraries to build this site. I want to add page transitions, I want to add state management, I want all these cool things. I'm not allowed to reach for any component frameworks, not allowed to reach for any static site generators, just build with your bare hands and see what you learn along the way. Uh, and it ended up being sort of an excuse to explore like all the cores of what the web is actually about, which is like, how does the history API work to manage a single page app? Or how do you fetch data from a CMS using node, like just learning the raw node file system functions to take in data and write pages yourself. And at the time, I thought I would end up like building my own framework uh, in order to pull all of this off. And then I eventually realized like 11D is actually a very bare bones tool that's, um, well, a much nicer implementation of what I was trying to cobble together, where again, it just takes in data, spits out a website. It's great. So I started exploring that a bit more. And then I discovered they had this little plugin to add view support. And I thought, well, how's that possible? You can plug in new templates. How do I do that? And then I looked into the API and realized, wow, I could use this to add any template that I could want. Like, I want to support Svelte. Well, I can add Svelte as an extension to Eleventy, And I can teach it how to pull front matter out of it, how to roll data into that template, how to render it out, and potentially how to add a script tag to add some client-side hydration in order to make it stateful and actually uh, wire up button clicks to do fun things. So it was just a big snowball effect of starting with nothing and then slowly discovering tools to help me build uh, something more interesting. Yes, so when you peeled back the curtain and saw that you could basically bolt on different 
view templates as well as felt templates and stuff like that. Like I don't know if you if you talk to the Levity maintainer, I think Zach is his, his name. Yep. Did you like have a conversation with them and say, "Hey, actually, I want to see where we could take this, like take it from Eleventy and beyond"? Uh, no, not at all. I looked at the source code of the view plugin and went off on my own trying to mess with it. <laughs> Excellent. Because there's no documentation. I don't think there's documentation as of right now either. Uh, but when 1.0 hits, it definitely will be uh, when it's out of beta. But yeah, I just kind of experimented to figure out what it could do. And I actually went on Ben Myers' stream, another Ben, uh, to talk about just, here's what I found out about ad extension. Let's bolt it onto Snowpack in order to use React inside of Eleventy. And funny enough, the repo that we built on that stream became Slinkity later on. It just renamed the repo and started over for, at that point, it was the third time I'd tried to build something Slinkity-esque. But of course, Snowpack is, you know, something we switched away from. Uh, it's also something Astro switched away from, if you were following that. If you don't know, Snowpack and Veed are very similar. But yeah, it was just uh, experimenting a lot. And then eventually, like when the community started taking notice of like, Slinkity is actually very cool. I've been wanting to add Veet onto my Eleventy site for a long time. That's when it became like, maybe Zach and I should collaborate a little bit and see what the future of Eleventy could look like in a Veet world. I don't know what it'll end up being, if Veet would ever be an Eleventy core. Um, that's all to be seen, of course. But um, we're approaching where Slinky will be easier and easier to add to your existing Eleventy site as just another plugin. Like the way you add a SaaS plugin, you would add Slinkity as a plugin to just sort of bolt Veet onto everything you're already using. So it'll be like zero upfront cost. If you're already using Eleventy, just add on all of our additions in order to make it possible. Okay, cool. So I, you, you covered a bit of the use cases uh, with these Veet templates, um, but like, what are more use cases for like reaching for a Slinkity uh, plugin to add to your Eleventy site? Yeah, exactly. So the main thing is like trying to add that JavaScript functionality without a lot of upfront cost. Because right now, Eleventy purposefully doesn't help you add JavaScript to your site. Because of course, JavaScript slows that time to initial, uh, time to first byte or time to, uh, time to interactive. That's what I'm reaching for. Yeah. Because of course, like, uh, if you don't need to load the entire React runtime, you probably shouldn't. You should probably just stick with straight templating uh, for all the things that you're building. And if you need like an interactive form, just use HTML's form element and send off the results somewhere. You don't need JavaScript for all the things you do, but you need it for some things. Like if you want an interactive image carousel, a multi-step form, things that uh, existing NPM libraries can help you with, it'd be nice to have a tool where it's like, okay, I've gone without JavaScript for all these templates, but for this one specific page, this one checkout form, for example, I want to add uh, Svelte into the equation or Solid, Vue, React, any framework that you would want that's on NPM. So that is what Slinkity is here to help you do, is take those static templates and then partially add little bits of JavaScript where you need them. And if you've heard of Astro before, uh, it's a very similar concept of something called islands architecture, where you just create these little islands or root nodes where you can add in a component. Like, I'm going to insert React component here into my checkout form. And then from there, React renders itself and unspools everything. We try to server-side render it as well so that people see something while the JavaScript is loading. And then you can choose when that JavaScript loads, like load it when it's visible on the page or on initial load. If 
there's a client directive in Astro that handles all of that. We're doing something very similar. Um, so in short, like if you already know Astro, it's bringing Astro to your 11D site. That's kind of the crux of it. And if you're coming from 11D and you don't know Astro, well, we're bringing a very nice bundler. It, that's honestly great just for compiling SAS. Like if you're tired of writing your own processes to style SAS, we'll help you with that alone. Um, but then if you eventually want to add other JavaScript libraries or frameworks, that's something we can help with as well. And uh, we're framework agnostic uh, for all of that stuff. So React, Views, Felt, whatever. Uh, once we support it, that's what we're uh, going to support. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. So I, I wanted to take a step back and, and, and understand the sort of ramp up point to where we are today when it comes to Slinkity. Uh, like when was the, you mentioned Ben Myers, you had a stream with him. How long ago was that? That was only in July, I believe. <laughs> okay, from July until now, uh, this has been a cool idea that sort of ramped up into now folks are taking it seriously and now we're, we're approaching a, a 1.0? Uh, 1.0 sometime next year. I won't guarantee anything. Okay, well, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, somewhere in there. Uh, because we're still like, uh, you know, I'm not working on this full-time personally and we don't have other team members doing that either. So it's kind of just on the weekends, scrapping this thing together and seeing where we can go. But of course, it's open source. We have all of the contributing docs and everything that uh, I put together before going on your stream, actually, because I know it's very important to have a good community presence when you talk (laughs) about uh, contributing. So we have everything there for anyone to contribute that's interested. But we will see what the roadmap ends up looking like. Yeah, and, and speaking of roadmap too, as well. So, like I talked about, like all these sort of adjacent parts that you're you've sort of put together, and I feel like the popularity of this approach, like Eleven has been around for a couple of years, but I think more and more people are taking it seriously for for projects. But now, Vite also only been around since um, well, it's been around for a little over a year, but that's also now enabled a bunch of people to try the sort of new wave of doing the Jamstack, which is, you know, you got some basic HTML, you can embed the stuff you want to embed, and you don't have to make sure your time to interactive is detrimented based on like what all the bells and whistles you want to add in, in there. And uh, so I'm curious to get your take on like this sort of new wave of the Jamstack architect. Is it a new wave or is it the same thing? I've heard it called the new wave or a wave of things going on because it was yeah. like uh, people noticed if you had followed Jamstack Conf, which is something that Netlify has been putting on for a bit. This year was a lot about like partial hydration and islands of components and let's go back to writing plain HTML. I actually heard the Remix team call it a spiral upward where we started with just like plain PHP and HTML templates. And then we said, let's use React and SPAs and JavaScript, everything. And then we spiraled back like, wait, the web platform's really good. What did we do? <laughs> so people are kind of spiraling back and saying, what were the good parts of our old approach, which was like, every page is its own HTML file. Well, if you do it that way, then... Um, you can make sure as many things are static as possible. Like uh, It's called sort of an opt-in philosophy, where instead of starting from a ton of JavaScript and opting out when you hit performance problems, you're starting from pretty much nothing, but you can still use like JSX or Vue or anything you find convenient. Uh, so you start with no JavaScript on the page, 
And then you opt in to adding that functionality for the components that actually need to be hydrated with some JavaScript. So it's that big mindset change of opting out for performance to opting in to features um, with a strong base that you can build from. And in that Islands Architecture Wave, uh, I would say Astro, Slinkity, and Eels, which is a Vue equivalent using Vue templates, um, those are all sort of, I guess, leading the charge. Uh, it sounds like uh, my project is super important or something, but uh, yeah, that's kind of the wave that's going on right now is back to multi-page apps, back to HTML, and then adding functionality where we need it. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's really novel. Like it's It's novel in the sense that the web was built this way, like years prior. Uh, maybe they were iframes rather than injecting view templates and stuff like that. Sure. But I find the fans fascinating. So, like, I've been working on this project, which uh, I, I believe you coined the term, which is the the hot open source pizza. Um, huh. And uh, that specifically, I started off knowing that I already had the data in an API, so I didn't want to mess that up. Yeah. Uh, but I wanted to quickly throw together a, uh, some sort of presentation site for it. So that one actually, I chose to go with Astro for that one, but it feels right, <laughs> like to do that. Yeah, yeah. To like just basically, I know I want to have some sort of dynamic data, whether it's it's powered by serverless function or it's server side render. I don't care, but what I do care about is I just need to get this up quick and not needing to spin up an entire. Which my sort of jam recently has been the spinning up a real quick next app, um, which. I think Next is great for projects that probably are going to need a lot of structure and Mm -hmm. have a lot of people contributing to it because a lot of known pieces are solved. But for this, this is like a this is a one man project. I have no intention of having contributions. Mm -hmm. I just want to get the data on the screen, have a cool URL, and that's kind of where I'm sitting right now for all my projects. Is I need to I need to basically actually Netlify is doing the dusty domain stuff. So by the time the ships that will be over, but uh, yeah, essentially I have a ton of domains, and I just want to throw a site on them. And if I'm going to do that, I'm going to I'm going to reach for a slinkity and eleventy combo to do what I need to get it out the door, and then stick around when I need to evolve this down the road. Yeah, that's awesome. And I, I do want to at least highlight for anyone wondering, like, why are Slinkity and Astro these different things? Like, it sounds like Astro is just the thing to use now if I'm already on eleventy, and um. The two main things are like, first off, if you're already on 11D, Slinkity would allow you to keep using what you're already using, which can be convenient for some teams. But the other thing is that uh, the base template in Slinkity can be any templating language that you want. So instead of sort of using the .astro file as your entry point and learning the .astro syntax, you can use a .jsx file as your base template, or a .view file, or a .svelte file. The base can be anything. And then within that base template, you can partially hydrate any component into that template. So if you want to write a .view file, and that's just server rendered, like there's no JavaScript going on, you're just using it to write some HTML, uh, you can use .view for that, and then you can use partial hydration to add a React component within your .view file if you want to go crazy, or hydrating another view file inside of there. So it's one step further in um, flexibility. Like if you wanted to just use any template you want, there's that level too. Uh, Of course, we're working on developer experience to make that nice to use because of course that Astro file is like, oh, it's so clean. It is so clean. And it probably will be like the most islands architecture focused template 
to ever go out there unless someone else uh, sort of goes after it. Um, but yeah, we're about flexibility. Like use absolutely anything you want and keep using the stack you're already using if you're on the 11 train or maybe Jekyll and Hugo as well. So that excites you? Cool. I just thought I'd share. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I- I'm curious about uh, going back to the excitement piece because uh, I know this is like not your full-time job. You're sort of just working on this as a, a fun, cool open source project. Had there been any like companies or, or developers who've taken notice of this who have tried to uh, add Slinkity to their sort of day-to-day tool set? Yeah, I will say we're in a tougher spot right now because we only support React. Got it. And we're extracting all of that React code out and creating a sort of plug-in ecosystem to add support for partially hydrating components and using components as the base template to do that, like .view is the base file that I mentioned. Um, so once we get there, it sounds like a lot of people want Vue. Like once we unlock Vue, people will start using it more. Uh, the 11 D and Vue crowd is a lot of crossover. So that'll be a door. Uh, I know Brian Robinson has used it a little bit on some personal projects. I saw he was uh, streaming about it recently. Otherwise, I saw one team using it to prototype the React style system or design system to like uh, just render their components onto the page in like a sandbox and see how they look. Uh, it's a really scrappy tool to just like try new ideas and then Vite will make it super quick to sort of see your changes uh, live. So that's where it's at right now. Kind of a playground tool, but when we start supporting the frameworks people like, uh, I think um, people will start using it a bit more. Cool. And uh, if, if people want to get involved and, and chat with you and uh, find out what, what's on the roadmap, uh, where can I find you? Yeah. Uh, well, I am B Holmes Dev on Twitter. Uh, that specific Ben, if you're looking for the right one. Uh, otherwise, uh, we have our Slinkity Twitter as well, slinkity.dev. I've been recording weekly updates over there. So the latest one is always pinned to the top if you want to see the project status. And um, if you ever see someone in front of a whiteboard, it's probably me, unless we uh, get some other people excited about whiteboards. I feel like it's a lost art now that I've gotten into whiteboarding. Like It's it's so much fun compared to just typing up some code on video. <laughs> I, I imagine most people, uh, not most people, but some people might have some PTSD with whiteboarding. That too. Um, I've heard that. <laughs> not trying to, trying to be friendly. Yeah, and potentially there's um well, I mean, I feel like the the whiteboard industry is it's getting a disruption because of Miro and Jamboard and mm. Fig, I guess Figma's version of that as well. Um, so it, it might be a lost art, but you know what? Adele just launched her her album Thirty uh, on vinyl, crystal vinyl. So that's having a resurgence right now. So I, I think whiteboards. Uh, what you need to do is ship the architecture of Slinkity on whiteboards and ship those out to people. <laughs> Uh, 800,000 of them to be exact, uh, just like Adele. I can NFT it, maybe. You know, now we're talking. That's, that's, that's pretty hot right now. I mean, the main thing is we're, we're going to have Slinky merch at some point. Because, full disclosure, the only reason it's called Slinkity is because I wanted to build something that has Slinkies as merch. So, <laughs> it will happen. Uh, well, as, as a, uh, a father of an eight-year-old who I recently just unraveled his slinky, uh, it, it could be a world of pain. So like, you definitely go with the metal ones or the, mm. the, the sturdiest ones you can find. Exactly. Yeah, I don't want a plastic one. I can't do that. Excellent. Well, speaking of what we can do, uh, I appreciate the conversation talking about Slinkity. I actually want to transition to picks. Uh, so these are jam picks, stuff that we're jamming on. Yeah. Uh, anything you want to recommend to the, uh, the listenership, uh, now is the time. And uh, if you don't mind, I'll go first. And uh, 
quickly share two of my picks. So one is Bicycle Coffee. It's a local uh, shop here in Oakland. Mm. They're actually getting a whole new space across the street from their their sort of prime location downtown. And uh, actually looking forward to that. I've been trying to explore more stuff. Yeah. Like in the city I live in, go downtown, go meet people for lunch, uh, go grab a coffee. Uh, I think it's now is the time, at least for me, I feel comfortable. Now it's the time for me to go out, explore, do stuff again. Mm-hmm. And uh, so buy some coffee is my, my little treat for myself. Go downtown and get that. And then the technical pick I have is daily.co. I had not heard of this previously, uh, but it's a WebRTC uh, tool for developers. Uh, if you want to easily get WebRTC in your your app, I know tons of other companies do this as well. What I like about Daily, maybe what I like about most early companies is that it's just so basic. It focuses on what I'm trying to do, and it gets out of the way. Yeah. So I love where they're at right now as far as the product and the roadmap. I am working on a little project to add audio chat inside of my GitHub pull request, and it's powered by Daily. Um, so that will be um, party.opensauce.pizza. You just create a party line, and uh, you'll be able to chat with me about uh, essentially live stream, but only audio. So kind of like Clubhouse, Clubhouse for GitHub, nice. which is a silly thing to say out loud. But um, but that's that's exactly what I'm doing. It's a little, fun little side project. So catch that, find the repos. It's all open sourced. Uh, and uh, Ben, do you have any uh, things you would like to uh, share with the audience? Oh, boy. I mean, it's funny that you mentioned coffee. I've actually been like roaming the coffee shops uh, up here in Hoboken uh, to see what's around, and recently got some really good coffee from BWE. So if you're in the area, I don't know if they ship anywhere or if they're a chain or something, but it's definitely the best I've had. It's fantastic. But other picks, uh, I have been using this soundboard recently, and I'm going to see what I can do with it. Called Bwamp. B-W-A-M-P. It's this uh, little tool that's just like a soundboard of laugh tracks and the sad horn sound effect. All of the sound effects I've been trying to put into videos and looking up on YouTube, like, can I get a YouTube to MP3 of the sound that I need? But this just has like all of the cliche ones all in one. So it's like just the perfect soundboard for any cringy video I want to make. So um, love it or hate it, you'll probably hear it in uh, future videos. I don't know. But yeah, boamp.me is amazing. Okay, excellent. Yeah, you know what? I've been actually on the, the Pro 4 one myself. I had like a fancy one for my iPad. I was using one on stream. And uh, it's like a paid feature. And the only way to get stuff on there is like Dropbox. You have to create a Dropbox folder. And then, so it was like very convoluted. Uh, I sort of fell off from using that. But um, always looking looking for a nice little sound effect to uh, drop in the middle of a Zoom call. Exactly. No, that's what it's for, actually. Um, and it's collaborative for some reason, where you can, like, everyone in the call can join and you can see who's hitting the buttons. I don't know. It's a thing, <laughs> if you're into that. Collaborative spamming of laughs. Oh, excellent. Yeah, that, that could get a little out of hand, but they, they worth a try. They, <laughs> your rate limited to one uh, sad horn per second, I think. Oh, perfect. Yeah, I, I've learned that with the live streaming on, live streaming on Twitch that uh, you definitely need to uh, sort of rate limit or sort of uh, debounce folks who want to go ahead and spam that for you. Oh, if the chat has control of anything? Yeah, I can only imagine. I've, I've seen Learn with Jason where you just... You can't even hear him. He's drowning in boops. Yeah. I'm happy to hear that Lord and Jason is still going strong. Yeah. So with that, hey, uh, Ben, thanks so much for the conversation. Thanks for so much for the picks. Uh, I appreciate you sharing with us about Slinkity and where you're 
currently right now in this situation uh, in the world uh, in Hoboken working on cool side projects. So hopefully the listeners got a lot of stuff out of this and the ecosystem of Levity and Veet and everything like that and keep spreading the jam. That's all the time we have for today. If you're interested in being a guest on the show or if you'd like to suggest a topic, find us on Twitter at Jamstack Radio. To learn more about Heavybit, visit heavybit.com. And while you're there, check out their library. It's packed with amazing talks on sales, marketing, product, and general management from founders of developer tools companies and other industry leaders. 